Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you for everyone who has gathered, everyone who is listening, everyone who has taken the time to set their heart towards you. We thank you, Lord, first for everything that you have done to lead us to this moment of another opportunity to get to know you better. We pray, God, that the things that will be said, the things that will be heard will be edifying to all of our spirits, that it will give us a better revelation of your awesome, unfailing, unwavering faithfulness towards us. So we thank you for being God. Bless this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, we're going to talk about the fruit of God's faithfulness. Oftentimes, we think about faithfulness in the terms of our faithfulness to each other, our human definition of faithfulness. But when you talk about God's faithfulness, it gets really, really, really heavy and really, really heavy in a good way, in the sense that it shows us how far God is willing to go to maintain a relationship with the things that he created. Okay. The amazing thing about God is God is faithful and not faithful in a sense that we know like a pet, you know, you have a dog who's faithful and loyal or, you know, your spouse is faithful and loyal to you, or you might have a friend that's really loyal to you in that way. Our own definition of loyalty um, is not necessarily a permanent one because there are certain situations that would question that loyalty. There are certain problems, there's certain issues that could compromise those things. But with God, it's a whole different story. So faithfulness from God's point of view is a direct result of his undying commitment to us, both as his creation and his children. Okay. What that basically means is when we say God is faithful, that means God takes full responsibility for what he made. Mm -hmm. And that includes all of the consequences as a result of what he made that entails the maintenance of what he made that entails the providing for what he made that entails him establishing the relationship from the beginning to the end with what he made. Now, now I hope that makes sense Mm -hmm. that what God started, he is faithful to complete. And what that means is if he allowed you to be on this earth right now, breathing, He is committed to you for eternity and his commitment to you is not predicated on your lack of commitment to him because God's faithfulness is irregardless of you. And I think that's what separates God's faithfulness from the faithfulness that we want, because when we are faithful to someone, we expect a reciprocation of that same level of faithfulness. Right. If I'm committing myself to you, then surely you ought to commit yourself to me, because if you don't, that's going to affect the degree of faithfulness and willingness for me to sacrifice or do whatever you need me to do 
Um, but in many times, if we look at God's faithfulness in, in, for what it is, you'll see God taking more of the shorter end of the stick than we are. You think about that. God is the one that initiates the love. God is the one who initiates the salvation. He's the one. Bible says no one comes to him unless they are drawn. So God is the one that draws you. God is the one who wakes us up every day. God is the one who created the heavens and earth. God, everything started with God. And God is faithful to what he started. So God takes full responsibility of the fact that I created you. I created this world. Whether you're my child or not, I am going to still be God in your life. Now, the degree of, of me that you experience is predicated on your willingness to reciprocate or your willingness to allow me to be God and me to reveal myself to you as God. That's dependent on you. But as far as God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness stands on its own, which is amazing. Second Timothy 2.13, if we are not faithful, he will still be faithful because he cannot be false to himself. Okay, I got to read that again because that was crazy, right? Second Timothy 2.13, if we are not faithful, he will still be faithful because he cannot be false to himself. Hmm. God cannot not be faithful because when God says he is something, it embodies him. So if God was to not be faithful, he would also not be able to be God. His commitment to us is a part of his being. That's what makes him God. The fact that he is unwavering in everything that he is. And he is not swayed or biased by anything, by our behavior, by anything like that. God is stationary. God is. And I, I think about um, one of my favorite hymns, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Mm -hmm. One of the verses says, summer and winter, springtime and harvest, sun, moon and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature and manifold witness to thy great faithfulness. The fact that the sun comes up every day, like you said, mm -hmm. regardless of the fact that we get up with the sun sometimes and we don't pray, we don't, mm -hmm. we don't communicate with him. We don't express our love for him mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. But yet every day the sun comes up and gives us light and gives us warmth. Mm -hmm. Every day we have breath in our bodies every day or not every day, but sometimes the rain is falling. All these things are happening and we still, we experience the seasons that bring harvest for us to eat. And then we experience the warmth of summer, all these things that we don't do anything to deserve, right. but his faithfulness allows those things. It just speaks to the fact that he loves us regardless. And his faithfulness is something like you said, cannot change because mm -hmm. the sun doesn't cease to come up. Right. That is so amazing. I'm glad you said that as far as using that very popular hymn, because it speaks to that first point that we were talking about, that God's faithfulness is clearly seen in creation. God's faithfulness is so crazy that creation obeys God's one word faithfully. Right. So God speaks creation into existence and then creation is faithful over God's word. So the sun is going to keep coming up. Because that is being faithful to God's word and nature is going to be what they do. And all, everything's going to be the way it is because it's being faithful to God's word. So in the same consistency that we know without a shadow of a doubt that sun's coming up tomorrow, whether I'm here or not, is it's, it's just a snapshot of the level of faithfulness that God has 
already established in the earth towards us. Imagine that from an eternal perspective, that God is not just faithful that you're going to get warmed by the sun and get whatever you need from nature, but he's also faithful that your heart's going to keep beating. He's also faithful to the purpose that he has in your life. He's also faithful to the trials that he's, he's ordained you to get through. All these things are tied to God's continuous, never ending faithfulness that we, I think this is one aspect of God's uh, character that is so taken for granted because it is so it, it, his faithfulness is so real that you don't even notice it. Right. It's expected. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally we would take for granted what we just expect. Yeah. And it's easy to look at God as a man. The Bible says in Numbers twenty three nineteen, God is not a man. He will not lie. God is not a human being. His decisions will not change. If he says he will do something, then he will do it. If he makes a promise then he will do what he has promised. God is not a man. He don't need to lie. He's not a human being. His decisions don't change. And I think that is when we look at the fact that now as a child of God or as one who is seeking a deeper relationship with God, I can expect the same consistency that I was getting when I didn't have a relationship with God. Because the point is, God is not a man. He's not a human being. He's God. Psalms 33, 4 through 11. It says, the Lord's word is true and he is faithful in everything he does. He loves goodness and justice. The Lord's faithful love fills the earth. The Lord spoke the command and the world was made. The breath of his mouth created everything in the heavens. He gathered together the water of the sea. He put the ocean in its place. Everyone on earth should fear and respect the Lord. All the people in the world should fear him because when he speaks, things happen. And if he says stop, then it stops. Watch this. Now, this was crazy. The Lord can ruin every decision the nations make. He can spoil all their plans. But the Lord's decisions are good forever. His plans are good for generation after generation. That is crazy. Okay. When we think about God, we often think about God as just watching over everything happen. Um, and, and when it comes to it, like the, the climate of the world and people just doing evil and people just doing whatever they want and nation rising against nation, it just seems like a human agenda is just more important than anything else. People are thinking about themselves. The world is a mess right now. The Bible is telling us that God is very aware of that and he could destroy everything. The Bible says God can ruin Every decision the nations make. So every decision that we make, every decision that the nations make, every decision that we make out of our own ambitions, out of our own evil hearts, out of our own selfish agendas, God is sitting there looking at it and he can snap his finger and say, that's not going to happen. We're not going to do that. But God's faithfulness goes to the limit that he keeps himself bound by what he first said. So if God gave humanity free will and he gave humanity the ability to choose and make decisions, good or bad, his faithfulness keeps him from ruining things because God is not a liar. So what God will do is he'll be merciful. He'll be gracious and he'll give us rope. And he won't allow the circumstances to 
overcome us. Sometimes he'll allow us to be rewarded for our own evil. That sometimes the evil that we plan on doing actually works and we benefit from it for a short time. (laughs) But God's faithfulness keeps him in a realm that his word is unchangeable. So think about this, right? The same way that God can restrain himself when we make mistakes because of his faithfulness is the same way God will come through for you because he said he would. No matter how long it seems to take. Because God's faithfulness is not flip floppy. God's faithfulness is consistent. And if he's consistent about restraining himself, he's also consistent about loving you. And if he's consistent about keeping the world from burning, even though sometimes it deserves it, then he's just as faithful to keeping his promise towards you and your purpose in him. So we have to really look at it in that way. So God is faithful in three areas. And one of the areas that we did talk about first, and this is that he's faithful in many areas, but I think it's, if these main three areas are areas where we can focus on and really meditate to see God in a brand new way. So the first was to his creations, that God takes full responsibility in providing for what he made in creation. Secondly, God is faithful to his people. The same level of faithfulness that God has towards everything that he created. You take it a step further. God is even more faithful and even the more faithful to those who love him. Our understanding and our experience of that faithfulness is directly correlated to our relationship with the Lord. So the closer you get to the Lord, the more faithful you're going to see that he's been. The closer you get to the Lord, you're going to start to see more of his love and his character, and you'll be able to get through things that are not comfortable or that you feel like is not uh, convenient because you're starting to see God's heart towards you. And once you start seeing God's heart towards you, you'll be able to say, wow, God, thank you for that storm. Wow, God, 2020 was awful. But thank you for the many blessings that you have given me this year. God, you have still been faithful even through this pandemic. God, you have still been faithful even through all this. But that only comes with us growing in our relationship with the Lord and us coming into a more genuine understanding of the character of God. So he is faithful to his people, to his children. Now, and I've said this in the past and I'll say this again. Uh, The Bible makes a distinction between God's creations and God's children. Okay, everybody is not a child of God. You got to be clear. Everybody is a creation of God, but everybody's not a child of God. Okay, a child of God is one who has been born again, one who has accepted Christ, one who has come into the family of God in that way and has dedicated and desire and decide to live their life with the Lord's help, according to God's will. So God is faithful in a general sense where he's faithful over all creation, that he made everything. So he's going to sustain everything and everything by him consists. Everything is going to be held together by his word and what he said. Right. Then there's a relational faithfulness where God is faithful to us in our relationship with him as God. What was it? John 1 and 12. Yet to all who did receive him. Right. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So you must receive God in order to be his child. 
He gives you the right to be called his child because you receive him. The whole world hasn't received him, but that didn't stop God from being faithful. Right. So God is faithful to the world. Then God is faithful to his children. And the third way that God is faithful is his word. Right. And we kind of touched on that before in that God is faithful to what he says. Faithful mean, I know I keep saying that word, so let's use it a different way. Trustworthy. That when you, when he says something, you can trust it. That it's going to happen no matter what it looks like. Because God is committed to it happening. Like, he is not a liar. He cannot lie. So if he says something, it has to happen even if it happens to be inconvenient later on to him. And that's what's amazing about God's grace, right? That if I I think about a lot of times, if I was God and I had foreknowledge of everything that was going on and I knew that if I allowed humankind to do this and allowed them to understand this and bless them with this, that it was going to end up biting me later on. I probably would have rigged it a certain way where I wouldn't be the one suffering. Well, I, I wouldn't even look at it as an inconvenience necessarily to him because he's already got uh, the end before the beginning even yeah. starts. So this is, is all working together. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like this, right? And this is if this is just if 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 we were God and we think about how we set ourselves up to be. To, to not be the one holding the bag, right? We, we, we set measures up to keep ourselves from being the one that completely loses, right? All of us have protective measures that we do to keep ourselves from hurting as much or, you know, and y'all, y- y- you, you can see what I'm saying. And what I'm saying, yes, that's true. That makes God God and it all works out in the end. But it just seems like God's faithfulness goes like he's the one that's taking more of the sacrifice. He's the one that's losing the most. He died so the whole world can be saved and the whole world is not going to be saved. Jesus died for the whole world. So, but God's faithfulness extends way past the limits of humanity and the limits of our heart and the limits of what we think is worth being loyal or trustworthy or faithful to. Hmm. The Bible says this about God's word. Lord, this is Psalms 119, 89 through 91. This is NIV. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. Notice that God's faithfulness. That's the second verse that we read that talks about the the length of God's faithfulness going from generation to generation to generation to generation that is not going to expire with you. That God's faithfulness, the faithfulness that you're experiencing generations before have experienced the same faithfulness of God. And that, that also made me think of a little earlier, the scripture came to mind um, in Psalms when, when David says, I was young mm-hmm. and now I'm old, mm-hmm. but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, yeah. nor his seed begging bread. Mm-hmm. So again, it speaks to his faithfulness down through the years and the fact that it's for his people. Like you yeah. said, it's not for everybody, but as a child of God, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, mm-hmm. nor his seed begging for bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the distinction there between the faithfulness of God 
towards creation in a general sense. And then that more relational faithfulness that as you go into a relationship with God, you come into a greater understanding of the depth, the breadth and the limitlessness of his commitment to us. So that was Psalms 119, 89 through 91. You establish the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day for all things serve you. That goes into what we were saying before, that God's faithfulness towards creation causes creation to serve God by being faithful, right? So it's the same thing with us. Once we have a revelation of God's commitment to us, in turn, we would hope that that revelation would cause us to seek to be more committed to God in our everyday life. And that's what the fruit of this, the Holy Spirit seeks to do in our life in the area of God's faithfulness, in the area of faithfulness, that as we get close to God, that as we allow more access for the Holy Spirit to flow through us and create more opportunities for the Lord to show himself to us, that even in our own private lives, that even in our own everyday walks, that we can see that a commitment to God is advantageous, that a commitment to God is just the right thing to do. And even in our efforts, being faithful to God in my mind. All right, Lord, you're trustworthy. So I'm feeling fearful right now. I'm feeling really anxious right now. But you're so faithful to me. And I'm not going to fear because you are my shepherd. Oh, you are my light and my salvation. Who shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, come upon me and eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. This is what you're saying is now you're, now you're allowing the faithfulness of God to speak to you and to convince you what your fears and what you're experiencing is, is telling you that you're now being able to exalt God and remind yourself of God's commitment to you. So when you remind yourself of God's commitment to you, now fear starts to dissipate. So being faithful to God in your mind, we can control that. Being faithful to God in your heart, hmm. being faithful to God. I'm not going to allow anything in my life to take God's place in my heart. God has his designated place in my heart. I'm not going to let a person, a thing, a job, an ambition, anything, no idol, money, nothing is going to take the place of God in my life and my heart because he is committed to me like I'm the only person in this world. That's God's faithfulness. He's faithful to you as if you were the only human being in this world. Mm-hmm. So us returning that is our desire to be just as committed to God in those areas that are not so obvious. This year has really like kind of pointed to the need for us to check out how we really feel about God on the inside. We had a lot of private time to think and worry and stress, a lot of time to be quiet, a lot of time to just with our own minds and our hearts. And I believe like this, this particular fruit and this particular um, season in our life that God wants us to really assess the internal dialogue and what's going on. What do you really believe? Do you really have a relationship with me? If you don't, don't you want to get closer? Don't you want to have the peace and the, and the, and the security and the solace inside the assurance that I'm with you? God has gone through great lengths to validate his commitment to us. And the Bible says that his faithfulness is eternal towards us. It goes past our life. Three areas that God's faithfulness 
is clearly seen to his creations and he takes full responsibility in providing for what he made Two, to his children and three to every word that he has spoken. God is planning on keeping his word. God is planning on keeping his word towards you. And we need to make that personal. There's some things that people have prayed for. There's some things that people have trusted God for. And then 2020 came and it made you feel like it wasn't going to happen. And it made you feel like the world's coming to an end. And it made you feel like God is out of control. I'm going to tell you, God is completely in control. God is sovereign. God is not surprised by anything that you have lost. God is not surprised by any, anybody you have lost. God is not surprised by anything. His faithfulness is always at play in everything that you are going through. And if God has made a promise to you and God has said some things to you through his word and God has told you about plans and told you about things, his goal is to give you an expected end, a good future and a hope filled future. That is just as concrete as anything could be. So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you once more for this session, this time, this day. God, we thank you for uh your great faithfulness towards us, God. We yes, thank Lord. you, God, for all of your attributes, all your characteristics, God. We thank you, God, for your love and your, your patience yes, and Lord. your peace, Lord, for your goodness towards us, oh God. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we ask that in these sessions, uh, your word, not only that uh, it would come forth and we would hear it, but that it would penetrate our hearts and that it would produce lasting effects, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. lasting fruit that we can in turn bear or that we can in turn uh, show and exhibit, oh God, so that other people might experience your spirit through us, oh God. Lord, Lord, we thank you for your word that comes forth, your word that heals, your word that uh, delivers, your word that uh, speaks freedom to us, oh God. So Lord, I pray a special prayer of salvation, God, on anybody that uh, may be listening and that has not come to the full knowledge of you and that has not fully surrendered their heart and life to you, God. I pray, God, that you would bring conviction to their hearts and their minds, oh God. I pray, God, that uh, your love will overtake them and cause them to believe, God. Lord, I pray that you would remove every bit of selfishness and and selfish gain and selfish ambition and that everything we do will be for your glory, God. I pray, God, for each and every one of our relationships with you, that it will just continue to grow and flourish, God, and that we will continue to come to the knowledge of you, God. We thank you and we praise you for your endless mercy, grace, and love. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.